This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And on the Friday show, we'll get you set for the weekend, but we'll also recap a great Thursday when it comes to men's and women's soccer. The men were supposed to play Tulsa on Wednesday night, but there was just simply too much rain in the Oklahoma area, so it got pushed to yesterday morning, and the Bulls pull off a big-time victory 2-1. to one. Then last night, against a team that had made a habit of low-scoring games and tying teams, you couldn't help but see a possible 0-0 tie for the women's team, which would have certainly been filed under disappointment, but instead, no disappointment and a one nothing victory. So we'll detail both of those for you in our second segment. I watched both matches on a Thursday. We will have the men's soccer team on our channel on Sunday night against Charlotte. Volleyball also hits the road and two very important matches against West Division opponents this weekend that we'll preview for you. We'll give you a wrap-up to the men's tennis duo that was in the big ITA All-American event, also in Tulsa. Great honor for the top player for women's golf was bestowed as well, and that's all coming up in our second block. We'll give you some basketball scheduling news here in our first segment after we give you some football audio. First of all, as we like to do, a couple highlights from our show Bullseye, the full show of which you can now check out on YouTube and other areas, but of course we replay it here on the channel. And as always, Coach Golish giving us plenty. One thing that I definitely wanted to ask was, you know, now that you've kind of got your guys there, now you got to make sure they stay there. And fortunately, he takes an approach that sometimes I always don't take with my house. I love the metaphor and I love the head coach spending so much time talking with us on the program. A lot of the beginning of the season we talked about was getting the guys to, you know, believe or B-U-L-L-I-E-V-E as you have the big sign here. I don't think I even have to ask you now that it, it's clear to me anyway that they have that belief. And I guess the focus is to, you mentioned, reset and just look to the next thing. So it doesn't sound like that's going to be a problem looking forward to a game where more attention is getting put on the, the program this week. I, I told the staff and I certainly told our guys yesterday and and again after practice like the the biggest challenge is to be able to reset but to continue to perfect your process i think certainly easier when you have success but it's also easy to get complacent and it's also easy to say we're good we've we've made it we've arrived in any imaginable way us as coaches the players the challenge is to tighten up and uh, you, you know it's like it's like you, you go around a house and you can just walk by problems or you can tighten screws up. You walk by a problem or you could fix a little patch in the in the wall. And I think if you're complacent, you're just going to walk by and be like, we're good. Or you could go grab grab the screwdriver and tighten up some screws and mm-hmm. go grab a paintbrush and tighten and, and fix fix the little holes. Like that's the challenge is is to understand where we are but where we got to get is a whole nother level and there's so much left out there um and i think our guys are very vigilant of that but i also think that us as coaches and the older guys in the program have to continue to force work force change force a drive to come in and study more and continue to perfect your process because you watch the film and boy we are far from perfect and the standard in a program is to chase perfection in everything we're doing and so the second we stop, and, and I told these guys very bluntly, like the second you stop and you take a breath, you're going to get punched in the face. And, uh, and I mean that wholeheartedly. I think in football, certainly in life, 
So that's the challenge. We as coaches got to keep driving that. That was just the last couple of minutes of his conversation with myself and BJ Daniels. And again, you can go back and listen to and or watch the show. And we have a general guideline as far as time length per segment. And, you know, he even caught himself being long winded with the first answer. But believe me, coach, if you're listening and for those of you who are listening, and I bet you agree, I would rather have that than the coach give a 10 second answer. And then you have to invent ways to fill time yourself. And that's happened in the past with other coaches. We won't say who. Doesn't matter. What's happening with this team is very special. Also love what Jalen Schuler had to say about that defensive PAT. We learned a phrase that that side of the ball uses. Well, honestly, I probably had, out of everybody on the defense, the smallest chance of picking up the ball because everybody's on the line and I'm back five yards, five, six yards off the ball. But, uh, you know, I just seen it go over his head and just kind of just took off. And A.B. and uh, Braxton, the corners off the edge, they both cracked down on the um, on the kicker, I believe, was the closest man to it. And then just free ball. I got it. Had to get around the long snapper. And then it was just... I was looking at myself in the jumbo trying actually while I was running just to make sure nobody else was around. It was, it was fun. Uh, Jalen Stokes came up. He was running with me, running beside me. We was both handing out wolf tickets to the crowd. And, you know. That was. Oh, wolf tickets. You didn't know about those. He had introduced us to that phrase. In fact, I'll give you a little part, a little glimpse of my conversation with Todd Orlando because I was definitely going to ask him about that. And you can hear this full chat on our pregame show Saturday. The phrase wolf tickets and I guess he was handing them out yeah. on the way to the end zone yeah so we, you know <laughs> I take that it's like kind of an old school term but I like handing out the wolf tickets so after you blast somebody or you score a touchdown you start wolfing it up and <laughs> handing them out so it's pretty pretty cool thing somebody told me that a very long time ago handing out the wolf tickets after a big play and I, I love that stuff well, we also get his version of what coach Golish said did you hear this about how Mr. Orlando himself not talking to his defense but was firing up the offense for that bleed the clock and the game drive last week that was probably the first time where I felt we're either going to pass this test and skyrocket or we're going to fail this test and going to have to go back and evaluate where we are. And when I tell you those young guys passed the test, really not just passed the test, but continued to get more and more energized as the test got harder. Huh. And, um, you know, really you look at the end of the game and we got the ball back with what close to eight minutes. And the entire challenge was defensive guys get off the bench. Let's let's get this thing going. Offense, we're going to keep this ball here and methodically put this together um, in a 14-point game where you really didn't want to give the ball back in any imaginable way. And what we do on offense, that's sometimes hard to do right. to go uh, to go eight minutes. Um, and when I tell you they they strained and and about as hard as you can and there was some and i showed the guys on monday uh, a majority of that drive and not to commend anybody individually but just to one show what the sideline looked like because the entire wow. team was standing there coach orlando is is coaching up the old line to strain harder like <laughs> it was some really cool stuff that was going on uh, like literally coach orlando standing next to coach hoodie you know, telling these guys to strain. It was, it was an ultimate team deal at the very end. Gotta love that, right? And also, speaking of Jalen Schuler, if you hadn't seen it yet, go usfbulls.com. Joey Johnston did a very nice profile of a man who, you know, happens to be leading the team in tackles and reminded us during Bullseye that he was on the field for every single play, which is way more plays than he spent on the field all last year, which never felt right in his words. 
because of what happened right before, a week before the season started, his beloved grandmother, Anna Edmonds, passed away from colon cancer. And it's really a touching profile and, of course, also gets into what he's been able to do on the field. And we love Jalen Schuler. Also love my conversation with women's golf coach, Erica Brennan. You get a little bit of her background as well as her father was a firefighter and still lives over there in Lake Wales where Erica grew up. Of course, we talked plenty about the women's golf program and how it started off this season with the victory, by the way. My microphone is a little bit off on that situation and it's something that I'm, you know, I'm used to doing what I'm doing right now, talking into a microphone and seeing if there's a problem with it on the audio side and not knowing if I'm talking for a camera, for a a video-based show, whether my audio might be spotty, and it turned out the microphone was basically turned away from me as opposed to turned for me. So it's a little bit of this action going on, so you'll just have to get through that for this one time, and we'll fix it for next week when my guest, non-football, by the way, will be from women's lacrosse. But more on golf in our next segment, and the men's team is at home for the only time this season. Now, Evan Landy was great with Sam Barrington, who always catches up with the former Bull via Zoom. Evan, by coincidence, I didn't plan it this way. Probably should say I planned it, but he is a firefighter these days himself. So that's some good stuff from Bullseye, which again, we'll carry a few more times. Thinking about digging up the old audio of the first meeting between the Bulls and this week's opponent, UAB. Unfortunately, the win in the second meeting, which was also the last time these teams played back in 2004, it does not exist in the South Florida Audio Archives. Since I took over and Bulls Unlimited became the USF radio arm in 2017, we have recordings of every single game. Well, not going to lie, there were some baseball games and maybe some early basketball games that we were never going to replace, so we might have ditched. But basically every win and every close game we have in our archives. However, some are missing from before, including that 2004 football victory. But The 2003 game was interesting, and yeah, we might pull up just the fourth quarter for you since, well, after three quarters, UAB was leading in Tampa 19-3. Bulls came back to tie it before Roddy White and the Blazers drove down the field and kicked a long field goal with about 10 seconds to go, but we'll definitely be replaying the last two trips to Birmingham for the football team. The Birmingham Bowl wins against South Carolina in overtime and, of course, in Quentin Flowers' finale against Texas Tech. Hopefully that will rub off on what happens, even though it won't be at Legion Field this weekend at Protective Stadium. 4 o'clock is the kickoff. 2.30 is the pregame show on Bulls Unlimited. Trent Dilfer, that's right, Trent Dilfer's team. This is his first college job. He was at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville before that on the high school level. His quarterback, Jacob Zeno, is third in the country in completions per game, 31.5, and fourth in completion percentage, 75 and a half. They do have a good running back, but they use the pass game as almost like a run game where you're just going to get it out quick, go short with it, and I'm sure that Todd Orlando will be looking to adjust to that approach. They are one and four, but going to excuse their last two losses. Close game at Tulane last week, 35-23, and before that they played at Georgia, 49-21. They opened against FCS, North Carolina A&T, with a 35-6 win, but then went to Georgia Southern fell 49 to 35 and then got beat at home by Louisiana 41-21. They will be wearing special uniforms, love this and they've been doing it at UAB for the last 7 years and it's something that hopefully you saw Trent Dilfer got very emotional about because he actually lost one of his children to cancer at a very young age, still has 3 daughters, but Children's Harbor, which is the Children's Hospital near the UAB campus 
takes care of families of seriously ill children and does it for free, by the way. And so they'll be wearing their alternate gray and lime colored jerseys with the names of patients on the back. So that's going to be something special that's going on during the course of the game. The quarterback, Jacob Zeno, we mentioned him. That first game against NCA&T with 38 completions by five set the school record for most completions in a game. And then next time out, Georgia Southern tied for second most ever in a UAB football game with 33. So he is on his way to some records. His top receiver is a truly quickly emerging freshman who's still only 17. Amari Thomas in his last two games has 17 catches, including eight grabs for 99 yards last week against Tulane. Their top running back who has nearly 2,500 career yards is Jermaine Brown, and he can also catch the ball. Again, equates to the run game sometimes with their short passes. He has 71 career receptions. Certainly can be scored upon. Mentioned Georgia Southern popping them for 49 points. But after the Eagles took a 21-7 lead early in the second quarter, UAB actually had the lead back by the end of the half only for UAB to give up a 40-yard touchdown run and Georgia Southern sort of just built on it the rest of the way. In that game, Georgia Southern threw for 344 yards. Next game, they fell behind Louisville 27-0. So they were Never in that one. You see the final of 41-21. Well, it was 41-3 with five minutes to go. As Louisiana put up 513 total yards, a lot on the ground in that one. 305, so they can be run upon. And, of course, Joel Gordon, offensive coordinator for the Bulls, we've learned that he'll be any way that he needs to. Here's a little bit of the O.C., before UAB. Man, I think our offensive line has done a fantastic job each week. The game last week, they were going to do everything in their power to make it harder on the ball in the box. There, there were tough yards out there. You know, they did. They, they have a scheme that it's like third down defense in the box all the time, which can make it pretty tough to run the football in there consistently. But what we did is we wore them out. And by the end of the game, you know, you see some of those runs that in the first quarter we're getting out there and we're getting three yards and we're getting tackled by safety by the end of the game. We're a different offense, you know, in that fourth quarter, which is a tribute to our offensive line and our running backs. But the running backs have been a selfless group. There's a bunch of guys that are carrying it. And some of the time, one guy's carrying it all the way down the field. And then another one comes in and plays one play and scores the touchdown on that drive. And those guys have been Great teammates have been great team guys in the locker room. Hasn't been an issue. They're all talented, and we're going to play them. We're, we're going to we're going to keep them fresh and fresh. Running back out there every single series starts to add up on the defense. So I, I, I think you got to give the credit, you know, to, to the O line and the running backs just for they've been they've been grinding, you know, in, in the weeks of practice and having a selfless approach to it. We played a bunch of different guys on the O line. And they've, they've stepped up to the challenge every single week. Naturally, he spoke to the media a little bit about his quarterback and whatnot and with me about a bunch of different things. You'll hear that on the pregame show. But if you want to hear all of the coordinators' media Zoom call, actually not at the beginning because the first couple questions with Todd Orlando, there was somebody that had their Zoom on in the background. There was this annoying echo, and that person might have been me. Sorry. But anyway, we'll put it up on our podcast page. Hopefully you know about that already with SoundCloud or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts, just type South Florida Bulls Radio Network, and it's where we post not just the shows after, in case you want to hear them. We now post our entire pregame show commercial-free in case you can't listen to it, weren't able to listen to it when it happened, and, yeah, sometimes additional audio such as the coordinator's Zoom calls. Here's a little bit, though, 
of Todd Orlando on the defensive side, specifically on the UAB passing attack. He's extremely accurate. He's strong too, you know, and he's kind of sneaky fast. He's a really good athlete. So, you, you know, we're, uh, you know, third down emphasis today and you just watch the reels and like he's got really good vision um, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I think that's probably the thing that I've noticed the most of it. But when he gets out of the pocket and gets to running, you know, he, he's fast. Uh, he's a really strong athlete. And like I said, I've been super impressed with him, like just his decision making. Um, he knows exactly where to put the football. It seems like he has complete command of what they're doing offense offensively so it's been impressive said they're going to have to get the pass rush dialed up again also had a lot of interesting things to say about learning his personnel and basically learning when to put certain people on the field and when to not have them on the field and a lot towards the end of what coach Orlando had to say was specifically a back and forth with Joey Johnston on Jalen Schuler, but I think you want to hear that as well so we'll put it on our podcast page that's going to wrap it up here on the show for previewing the football game and we've got what's called a 90-minute preview starting at 2.30 Saturday on Bulls Unlimited. That's the pregame show. Here on Bulls Beat, though, a big Thursday for both men's and women's soccer. We'll look forward to a big weekend for volleyball. We hope a victorious weekend. Said some great news when it comes to women's golf. Also, basketball scheduling news and more when we continue.